Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, I don't want to be um, I don't want to be one of the people I despise, which is I've as I've mentioned. Seth, when I pulled out my list of things that annoy me that I carry on my phone with me, I've shown you that list and talked about it on the air before. One of the things that annoys me is people demanding an apology for having a wrong sports opinion. You know, like, you owe so-and-so a big apology because you thought dot, dot, dot. I don't want to be that guy. And yet, I am anxious to hear what all the people who thought that the Texans were insane for trading their first-round pick for Will Anderson have to say for themselves right now. The Texans pick is going to be the 27th pick in the draft. And um, and they still gave up a lot to get Will Anderson to move up from 12 to 3. I mean, they still gave up their second-round pick last year. Right, And right, now the right. 27th pick. But I think most Texan fans feel pretty good about that trade right now, about the Will Anderson trade, right? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think most of them probably do. It might be a poll. I, uh, I might, like now that we know where the pick is, yeah. I'm going I'm to do a poll. Right. I Continue. guess, I mean, there's going to be, I, I would say there's probably a lot of, like, the more analytically inclined would still say, all right, regardless of how it worked out, the reasoning behind it was too much of a gamble or what have you. I, I do think that having spent the season watching Will Anderson and the way he operates, that the intangibles are, like, it's a different type of intangible with this guy. And, and uh, nobody, and, and this is understandable. Nobody ever buys that at face value because you hear so much nonsense about how guys are awesome dudes that it all just becomes white white noise at some at some point. And like the thought that a guy's such a good guy that he's going to come in and really help change an organization or be a leader this or a leader that is just so often overblown that I think people are very very skeptical of it. I I. I I think that with Will Anderson, it's all completely justified. I don't know how many people I've met or seen in the NFL that operate quite like he does, um, especially amongst you know defensive players like non non quarterback type guys. Uh, it's really it, it's it's an infectious enthusiasm and positivity and uh, like an energy level that it, it, like, it has no option but to set the tone. It's really, really cool to see. Yeah, and Will Anderson is obviously not a finished product yet. Yeah. I think part of what you're talking about, Seth, and we're going to hear from Will here in just a second, yeah. I think part of what you're talking about is, and, and my, my feeling like the trade was worth it, is watching him operate for a year, listening to him talk, hearing the stories about him behind the scenes and his work ethic. I feel like there's a greater chance that Will Anderson is going to become the finished product we expect, then your average yeah. player would become that finished. You know, the, your average human being oh, right, would become right. that guy. Yeah, there's going to be an ascension yeah. as he just keeps checking off these boxes, kind of the way CJ has done with his game. And yes. I saw it. Well, the guy, I kind of started making a wish list at, at the beginning. Wish list, a wish list at the beginning of the season for the things I wanted to see out of Will 
from a technical standpoint by the end of the year, and he, and he checked off all the boxes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm really excited to see what he does in the offseason now that he really understands more uh, the challenges of being a, a, a pure edge rusher in the NFL, which he wasn't in college. That, that alone was an adjustment for him, Not, and then also learning a new scheme. But, like, this is – when it comes to the intangible side, I was talking to Brandy about it this morning. I played this audio for her. Like I don't know of a 22 year old who thinks this way necessarily. Sarge Sarge had asked him a question about changing the culture in the organization, and and this is what, how he answered. Let's just go show love. Let's just have energy. Let's just wherever we walk by, whether it's a nutritionist, custodian, security guard that's at the front. Like, how can we make them feel love for coming here, working for the Texans, this stadium, everything like that? So no matter who it is, and that's how you change the culture. That's how you get everybody. You know. Wanting to be a part of something special, like they just probably over there just standing around. But you come in and you say, "Hey, how you doing today? I hope you have a great day." Now they look forward to coming back to work. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the same thing in the locker room. Like that person may not be feeling the love. What's up, bro? You good? How you doing today? You good? Like workers may may have be be down. You don't know. And I think that's just one thing that's how you change a culture is just speaking to everybody, making everybody feel love, no matter what your status is, no matter what your rank is. We're all in this together. We're all trying to change the culture. We're all trying to win. So just be as one, and we'll have fun doing it. So uh, like wow. <laughs> I like I don't like I don't know most like I don't think most forty eight year olds like feel that way or no think that, that might way. be that might get beaten out of him by the time he's forty eight <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right fine Sean I'm trying to be less cynical okay hey, just give me a, I'm can joking you give me this can you give me this hope for I'm a I'm, bit? I'm joking I know I think he is legitimately wired this way like I, I uh, this is who he is for sure so. So that part of it, I, and I just know, honestly, from talking to Coughlin uh, when I was a younger player, Coughlin, Coughlin didn't quite have the same <laughs> level of uh, same personality as Will Anderson. You think? Um, but there was a part of him that wanted guys to understand that they were part of an organization. Yeah. That it's not just the players and everything. And it's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ability to look outside of yourself, I think, that is rare in a lot of people in general, not to disparage 22-year-olds. Uh, he's just like that. So when it comes to talking about when you want guys that to help change a culture or have a certain type of culture, usually it's way overblown. I think when your guys, when your guys who are your your lead gooses on offense and defense are both kind of wired that same way, you know, and CJ and Will have different personalities, but that same, I, they have that same approach. That goes a long, long way. Yeah, I, if you think they overpaid for Will Anderson, I think that is part of what they overpaid for. I, my yeah. guess is when they sat down with him for the first time, he was their first 30-visit guy. You know, they get 30 visits to the stadium. He was the first one for them. They were the first one for him. And my guess is that he blew them away with his personality, and they felt like, okay, and especially once they you know, sat down with CJ as well. I, I've been saying that since draft night, well, is that, you know, they, they, that a big part of why they overpaid for Will Anderson was to recalibrate the culture in the building and on both sides of the football. I would, you know what I would say though too. I like I think the meetings the meetings would have mattered a little bit um, or a lot, whatever. But I, I think the the fact that the scouting reports on on Will would have been unanimously yep. like exactly what you just heard because there are a lot of guys that can fake it in a meeting, yeah. in a meeting. You know, and a lot a lot of times the guys who are the most enthusiastic yeah. are the ones, especially as football players, where you kind of got to be like, all right, this guy's this guy's saying all the right stuff, but man, like. Uh, I, I'm reading from his strength coach that he was late to half of his workouts. Like the guys, they're full, they're BSers, you know. So without the background, if Will came in and t- talking that talk, 
and I didn't know a thing about him. And I like, I, and I hadn't done the background check or any check or anything. I'd be like, all right, that's cool, man. Whatever. Um, but the fact that the report on him from everybody was that, yeah, that's that guy. Like that, that he's that same way when times are tough or when you know after a loss and everything. Um, that's that's the thing that really went. Yeah, no, way. that's a good point. I should say maybe the meeting was confirmation of all the things yeah, that they'd heard yeah. about him. I mean, obviously. Yeah. The organization has a bit of an Alabama fetish to begin with, so they probably are very plugged into that organization. I mean, all 32 teams are. It's freaking well, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, you know, the cool thing about Alabama, though, too, and a guy like Saban is uh, I'd be really, really surprised if Saban ever blows smoke up anybody's butt about yeah. a recruit. I'm guessing he gives I'm guessing he gives the exact opinion of that kid, you know, to, to scouts. Because he's got so many guys. He has a – he has an obligation to them to to not sugarcoat the bad things because then his really good guys aren't going to get the, the treatment they deserve. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I wonder, too, like I think about it, like the time frame where Will got drafted and where he was going through his scouting process. Like, I, you know, do, does Nick Casario talk to Bill O'Brien still? You know, O'Brien was in the building when Will Anderson was there. He was the offensive coordinator. Like, you know, maybe yeah. maybe even a, there was a Bill O'Brien scouting report in there just about Will Anderson. And, man, I was the OC, but, boy, that guy had an effect on the whole building, that kind of thing. Who knows? You know what? This might take a second, Ben. I'm sorry, but since we're on the topic of uh, Alabama, uh, can we can we pull up Will Anderson three? Because um, this was uh, Saban makes an appearance in here, very surprisingly so. And this was this was whether D'Amico met Will's expectations. Bro, um, overly exceeded though, overly. And I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had. But man, he show up there. I tell you, bro. Like he got, he might be number one, bro. Overcoat saving dog, like, bro, like, <laughs> bro, but like, <laughs> but no, nah, man. He's he's just a great dude. He's a really great dude. And I tell people all the time. He say, "How coach Ryan?" I said, "Bro, honestly, bro, like, I view him as a coach, but I also view him as a player. Like, I view him still as like." He's just a captain on the team sometimes because that's the way he approaches us. Like, he approaches us like he still is playing the game. And, like, and I think that's why it's so easy for all of us to, like, comprehend and understand, like, how he operates and what he wants to get done because he commands that type of, you know, excellence and expectation and standard through everybody throughout the whole organization. And, I mean, when you have a head – and he's, like – He's like, co- like he can coach you. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows. Like he's been, in the, he's been in the league. He knows. 
and he knows how to coach. And that's the thing, another thing that I respect about him, man. Like the way he cares about his players, the way he loves his players. He wants it so bad. He just gives all that love and energy into his players. And I know it just makes us want to keep playing for him. All right, that's it. That's it. The, the, the Texans are not approaching free agents. Free agents have to apply to become a Houston Texan. It's it. It's, it's like it's like applying. They got to apply. It's like applying to Harvard now. You got to apply to become a Houston Texan, and we'll um, see. Maybe you get waitlisted. Maybe maybe I'm you not, get accepted. We'll see. Listen, listen. I'm not sure you're aware of this or not, but our coach was power ranked number one above Nick Saban on the on the Will Anderson list the, of head coaches in the in the Anderson computer poll. Yes. Uh, yeah. You can go buy it in grocery stores. The uh, the Will Anderson head coaching power rankings. So. Uh, that was honestly, he was. I was wondering if that was going to become clickbait because he was so obviously was be. kind of. It like, should be. He was like, I, I, I looked for, I looked, I looked for, um, I looked for a headline just with a brief search, and the only thing I found after Will Anderson, uh, frankly, flamed Nick Saban was uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, an article about Nick Saban giving the most profuse praise for a player they've ever heard him give praise for in, in uh, praising Will Anderson. <laughs> oh, and that's how Will reciprocates by putting him behind D'Amico Ryans. Um, yeah. That was great. Dude, the reaction in the room was the best. Ben, can we play that one more time? Just the beginning. Uh, we'll, we'll down cue you. I just, the reaction in the room was the best part. Bro, um, overly exceeded though. Overly. And I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had. But man, he show up there. I tell you, bro. Like he got, he might be number one, bro. Overcoat saving dog, like, bro, like. <laughs> right, we're good. Bro. We're, we're good. That was the reaction in the room was awesome. Um, so yeah, D'Amico Ryan's number one on the Anderson rankings. What, what Saban had said was that Will Anderson is a throwback player who will run through a wall. He has great ability, but he plays to that ability because he's a dog ass competitor. Yeah, accurate. Which I've it's a it's a phrase I've never heard before. Dog but, ass. Uh, yeah, sounds like it's good. I don't think he meant it like he's he's ass. He's a <laughs> dog sa- ass. Competitor. It sounds in a vacuum like it's bad, but within that context, <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's I think it's pretty good. The other thing with Will Anderson yesterday that was was making kind of the rounds. It it, it actually involves C.J. Stroud. Reportedly, as you know, I think as you and I have discussed in this segment, Seth. These are two guys that are wired very similarly, but I think outwardly express it differently. CJ's a probably a, a, maybe a you know more dialed back personality wise, and Will's more expressive. Um, CJ revealed yesterday that when they came back to the locker room after the game, the loss to the Ravens, Will Anderson was crying at his locker, and CJ Stroud told him, "We got this, dog." It's something I've learned in this league, man, is like um, you can't let let your emotions fluctuate. And uh, I told Will, man, you're the Honestly, man, he's probably the most talented player, one of the t- most talented players I've ever been around in my life. I was like, man, we're going to be back in this moment. You can promise, like, you, I can promise you that. Like, it might not, I don't know when it's going to be, how it's going to be, who's going to be on this team, but we're going to get back. And um, I just want to let him know, man, like, um, I appreciated everything that he did for us that year. I just wanted to see his head up high, you know. I just want to see him encouraged and, and positive. So that's CJ. Now here's yeah. Will. Which, which he didn't out Will on that. Will at first admitted that he was crying in the locker room. And gotcha. Then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So here is here is Will on uh, on his side of that. Yeah, I was crying after the game, and he wasn't crying. So, and he came. He said, "You good? We good? We straight? We gonna we gonna be good next year?" And I'm like, 
what, wiping, my wiping his tears away. Cap said we're going to be good next year. <laughs> so I, I draw my tears up, man, and I, I just looked at it from his perspective that he gave me after we talked. And he was just like, bro, like, just think about how much we've come from, like how much better we're going to be next year, bro. Like We're headed in the right direction. Yeah. Do you feel bad about making fun of that Bills fan crying yesterday? No, that no, you, that's different. That that, that's 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 very di- no, okay. not at all. Not like I was. What if Will? Making fun of the what Bills if Will was crying as? What if Will was crying as hard as the Bills fan was crying? He had the not ex- just kind of tearing, but just like sobbing, sobbing, and with the with the stocking cap pulled down over his eyebrows, like that guy had it. What if What if Will was curled up in his locker, just like hey, bawling uncontrollably? Hey, that Bills. I said this yesterday, and I'm curious if you, if you agree with me. If that Bills fan is smart. He capitalizes on this 15 minutes of fame and gets a commercial for something. I don't know what. Like, oh yeah, like a local commercial up in Buffalo for something that involves crying. And he's got to cry like he did in in that shot after the game. You know who? uh, You know who does that? Um, Oh, is it Ryan Reynolds? They do. uh, He does commercials. It's called. uh, Oh, it's like extreme speed response advertising. He did it with that Peloton commercial that was was all controversial a couple years ago. Yeah. He he found that woman from the Peloton commercial and showed her at the bar having drinks with her friends. Like they had that commercial out within like 48 hours of that new, that becoming uh newsworthy. Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah, the Ryan Reynolds would be good with this guy. He should yeah. be in touch. That guy should be in touch with Ryan Reynolds. The big one I always think of is when Steve Harvey screwed up the Miss Universe pageant and announced the wrong country as the winner. Yeah. And yeah. people are like this is going to ruin Steve Harvey forever. And next thing you know, like two days later, he's got a, like a Verizon commercial out of it or something like that. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Steve Harvey knows what he's doing. Um, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Tuesday. Ross Tucker. Ross was on the call for Westwood One for the Ravens and the Texans. So we'll get Ross's big initial takeaway from that game on the Houston Texans. Ross Tucker is our Odyssey NFL insider, and he joins us next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.